Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thank you for joining us on Easy's Community Focus, where we look at the issues that matter in South Florida and the people and the organizations that are making a difference. This is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. You know that we've had a partnership with Women in Distress for many years, and I'm very excited to welcome their new president and CEO, Linda Parker. Thank you for talking to us. Thank you so much for inviting us to come in and chat about October and giving us some time to talk about what's going on here at WID. Always, and I know the audience knows that I've spoken with Mary Riedel, the former CEO, and I want to let them know she is still with you and not retiring until next year. So things are making a transition. And you have a history of working with both victim services and human services. In fact, up in Lakeland, you were at the Peace River Center, one of only 41 state-certified domestic violence centers in Florida, of course, which Women in Distress is one. So you have that experience. You're also serving as board chair. Tell me about this, a new statewide coalition. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, I'm sure that folks were aware that the Florida Coalition Against Domestic Violence had some situations that occurred at the beginning of the year. You know, as an agency, as a group, we really came together and decided that we wanted to have a really good review of the services that we were providing to survivors in Florida and also take a look at some of the training and all of the things that we think are as important as center directors and leaders. And so we pulled ourselves together and created what will be the other coalition as long as as everything's up and running. It is the Florida Partnership to End Domestic Violence. We're starting the process of the legalities of that piece. So it's not official, official as a coalition, but we are still providing some technical training. We do work with all of the center directors, all the center directors are members, and we're really going to focus on becoming a best practices for domestic violence across the nation. Um, And we're very excited to be able to look at those things. Well, you have a lot on your plate between coming in as president (laughs) and CEO of one of those state certified centers and also building this coalition. Are there different priorities? The coalition is focused on working with the centers and then each individual center does its outreach? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of parallels to both situations. You know, the larger organization is focused on training and development. And as a a CEO and a president, we're focused on the same thing and helping survivors. And I think overall, because we're all focused on the necessity and what survivors need, we're all working towards the same goal, just in a kind of different way. You know, the partnership is extremely important, but my focus really is on women in distress and how we can be the best provider that we can be. And Mary has done a great job in her years here, and I feel very excited to take over an organization and partner with Mary, really. It's great that she's going to be here and that she's going to stick around and and help kind of (laughs) guide uh, because it is a big ship. (laughs) So 
it's good that she's going to be here. And I feel very excited that we're headed in a good direction. One of the things that I found really fascinating about your history was you did time at, did time, it sounds like you went to prison. (laughs) You you worked at um, William Penn University and you led the efforts there to expand online learning. And if there's anything we've learned during 2020, the year of COVID, online and digital is the future and the future is here. So you already have that experience. How is that going to impact what you're doing with women in distress? You know, I think that having a background in a little bit of technology and being able to see how you can connect people and the various ways that you can meet needs using online technology kind of allows for me to see different ways we can help our survivors. You know, Women in Distress was very good at shifting directions, especially on the therapy side, to be able to work with clients on a virtual level so they can still receive those services that they need, but didn't have to bring the family in and expose them to potential sickness, and we didn't have to expose staff to that. So I really feel like it was the best of both worlds in some respects. And I think that for some folks, it might be the new normal, right? Some people may prefer that method, but it allows you to kind of have an understanding of big picture and see how you can use that technology in a positive way. You know, we talk a lot about technology and negativity when it comes to domestic violence, because there is so many things you have to be careful of. But, you know, if used correctly, it can really be a lifesaver. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's the difference between, say, letting a teenager just run wild and chat with complete strangers and using (laughs) Zoom or Teams for, you know, the way you did for the candlelight vigil that normally has been in person and this year was done as a Facebook Live event. And I think we're all finding that those can be just as impactful. And in some ways more so because you can see everyone on the screen at the same time. So Absolutely. Now, you have some other events coming up, and I really want to hit on these because they bring the light to domestic violence. First of all, you've done a series of trainings throughout the month, and many of those have passed, but they'll be available as recorded events that people can go back and watch. But we still have coming up this week how to protect yourself against abuse through the court system. That was something Mary worked on very hard, was making the court system easier to access for people in South Florida. I won't leave it to just women because I know men can also be in abusive relationships. So what is that going to really cover? I think one of the things about that training is there is a lack of understanding about how the criminal justice system works and how it can help survivors get protection. And so that's part of what's going to be focused on. Also navigating and how to get services through the many options we have here. On the legal side, you know, we do have a lot of support. We have attorneys that work here that work with injunctions. We have courthouse advocates, and we work very closely with the local police department and and sheriff's office. So we have an understanding of how those systems work and how they can benefit survivors and how they can support survivors. And so that's what that's going to be focused on. And then the 22nd, Thursday, Bank of America Domestic Violence Awareness Day, the building in Fort Lauderdale downtown is going to light up in purple to raise awareness. Absolutely. That was so, so nice of them. And we just really want to showcase that it is Domestic Violence Awareness Month and how important it is that, especially this year where COVID really threw us for a loop and threw survivors for a loop, our advocates really had to focus on a different level of safety because for a lot of places, they couldn't leave their home. 
So the way that we safety planned and the things we had to do has just been very intense. And so I'm just so grateful that Bank of America has chosen to highlight Domestic Violence Awareness Month with their building. Yeah. Um, And of course, asking everyone to wear purple throughout the month in everything you do. You know, for those who are also acknowledging Breast Cancer Awareness Month, purple and pink are a lovely combination. Uh, They absolutely (laughs) are. They go lovely together. And now if people are going to take pictures and upload them, what hashtag or Facebook tag would you want them to use? So we've got a a few, the DVAM Broward, Domestic Violence Broward. Behind the mask is our hashtag this year for kind of a double reason. And then hashtag I see you. Um, many of our survivors, I think, can feel unseen in a time when there's, you know, like like this, where it's more difficult to get out of their home. So it's important that we see them. Okay. And it's at Women in Distress. Yes. Tell me more about the behind the mask concept. So, you know, the behind the mask was focused on the epidemic within a pandemic. So we talked a lot about COVID as it related to the medical field and to folks, but I'm not sure that everyone fully grasps how difficult and kind of the safety and security and franticness that can happen when you don't have an escape plan. And when you are stuck at home with an abuser, when your children are involved with an an abuse situation. And so we wanted to really focus on how the pandemic has had an impact, but also highlight that domestic violence is still a very prevalent thing and is increasing. You know, I tell people all the time, I would love to work myself out of a job. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, that just doesn't seem like it's going to be the case. So very important that we highlight this this very critical issue, even while in the midst of dealing with another very critical issue. Is there any understanding of why the increase? Is it mainly because of the pandemic and people are stuck inside together? Or did this start before the pandemic? Is there any correlation with what seems to be an increase in hate crimes, in bullying, in general anger in the country? I think it's a dual. It's kind of a dual problem. I will say that I met with one of the attorneys that we work with this morning, and she said that they've been extremely busy during the pandemic. And, you know, I think that that has to do with a number of factors. One, you know, you're stuck at home. Uh, You have a high stress environment. So folks were losing their jobs and have still maybe not found permanent employment. So you've got the stressor of money. The secondary and co-occurring thing that often happens with domestic violence is substance abuse. So when we talk about substance abuse, you know, that substance abuse ramps up the domestic violence. And then on top of it, the normal ways that folks would leave their house to get relief such as maybe visiting a family member or going to the grocery store, all of those things for a period of time were blocked off in the way that we did them. And so, you know, that created the perfect storm for folks that were already struggling. And then you add on to it the civil rights, the bullying, and all of those things have kind of created a tornado of stressors. Yeah. And, you know, when people have no way to relieve that stress, it comes out in very unhealthy ways. Yeah, I get that. We've had several mental health people on the show talking about ways to relieve that and to cope, you know, meditation, going for a walk, positive affirmations, things that sometimes sound a little woo-woo, but actually really do work. Really Um, do work. Yeah. Are you still able to take people in to stay at the shelter? Absolutely. 
you know, we had gone down to a smaller number of beds just to maintain safety. However, we are examining that pretty regularly, and we're never going to be in a position where we would turn someone away that was in a safety situation. That's just not how we do things. And luckily, because of the partnership that we have with all the 41 centers, we can make certain arrangements to move folks or, you know, we have relationships with hotels and the community here in Broward is just absolutely phenomenal. So we would never leave anyone in an unsafe situation. We will find a way. I want to refer people to your website. I'm looking right now at the little arrow that says escape page, which gives people the guidelines for how they can set up a plan because that's the key thing, right, is having a plan. Absolutely. And of course, the crisis line, the hotline still open 24 hours at 954. 24 hours a day. Yes, 954-761-1133. Do you have any other changes or developments planned as you move forward with women in distress? You know, I'm early in stages, so (laughs) right now I'm drinking a lot in. But, you know, (laughs) once I get through a little bit of, you know, figuring things out, you know, because WID has been built on such a great foundation, I don't see a, you know, any extreme changes. Right. I do think that we'll take a look at how we can best use our technology and future forward to expand our reach a little bit. But as of right now, I'm just going to get through the next <laughs> few weeks and see how we're doing. I sense you're going to be just fine. Um, <laughs> well, thank you. November 9th is the annual golf tournament that is going on, that's going forward at Grand Oaks Country Club in Davie. And I know there are ways to do that with social distancing. Yes. All of this information is on the website. Very clear. You'll find the big purple banner that says October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month behind the mask. You click on that and you're going to find a list of everything that's going on and some facts like one in three women will experience domestic violence in their lifetime. Just, just staggering. Absolutely. The number has not changed in all these years. So. It has not, and I, it's actually, I believe, has increased. So, yeah, it's not a, not a good situation, but we're working to make it better. Okay, I love it. Well, I am so happy to welcome you to South Florida, all the way from Lakeland. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate your time today. I really do. It is my pleasure. Linda Parker, the new president and CEO of Women in Distress of Broward County. The website again, womenindistress.org, and that all-important 24-hour crisis hotline, 954-761-1133. Put on some purple today. That's right. Here we are in our third weekend of Breast Cancer Awareness Month. There have been a number of events, not as many as usual, again, because of COVID-19. And this has impacted all of our nonprofits, as well as every person individually in some way or another, even the American Cancer Society, who seems that nothing could possibly penetrate their huge following. And it's not the following that's gone, it's the funding. So I'm very happy to welcome back to the program Peter Rose, Community Development Manager for the Southeast Region of the American Cancer Society. And also with us is Wendy Robin, Team Specialist for Making Strides Against Breast Cancer in Broward County. Thank you both for being here. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Peter, American Cancer Society, you're so big. It's like too big to fail. And you're not failing, but you have been impacted by COVID the same as everyone else. Unfortunately, it's true. Like everybody, there's no hiding from COVID. But 
cancer hasn't stopped just because COVID's come around. So our mission is more important than ever. This is our first time in our 107-year history that the mission is at risk. We've had to postpone and unfortunately cancel many events over the last several months. We were looking at a $200 million shortfall. And as of right now, we actually are looking at a 50% shortfall in funding if we do nothing. So we need your help and everybody's help to make up the difference so we can keep that research going and keep those important programs up and running so our patients don't have any delays and we can make up the difference. From my understanding with one of the breast cancer oncologists locally, there's been an 80% decrease in screening mammograms since COVID started, which means that your support is going to be needed more than ever because what's going to happen ultimately is we'll have more people diagnosed at later stages and that makes everything more difficult. Unfortunately, it's true that the difficulty's rising. You know, one day in delay today can have repercussions for a decade to come. I'd like to share our website address, which is simply cancer.org. Viewers can find documents and information. They could search hundreds of thousands of pages and resources. There's a live chat feature where somebody can ask questions to get the help they need guidance are looking for. We even have a 24-7 helpline with real certified nurses, oncologists, doctors at the ready, people ready to walk people through the websites or help them find those local resources they need. That number is 1-800-227-2345. And I will vouch for the website. I have had friends who've had different kinds of cancer and I've printed out so, so much of your website, just looking for information so I could help and know what to do and be able to offer support in any kind of way. So it really is cancer.org, a very valuable website. I hope you never have to use it, but if you have a situation where you or a loved one is dealing with any kind of cancer, the American Cancer Society has the information. Now, people have been finding ways to work around having to do events in person, and virtual is now the way to go. So there will actually be a Making Strides Against Breast Cancer Walk this year, Strides Your Way. And Wendy Robin, the Broward Team Specialist for Making Strides Against Breast Cancer, tell me how this came about. How did you come to the realization that you could do this virtually and make it work? It was really a lot of people brainstorming and saying, what can we do? First, let's try to give them options. Broward County is a very large county, so we wanted to see how we could spread it out, make it convenient for everybody, but really strict guidelines. And when we started this, Broward County was still on level one. We were being told gatherings needed to be groups of 10 or less. And we're like, well, how do we do that when we went from having a walk with 30,000 people down to 10? So we actually came up with two ways that we're doing that. And I actually am telling people you have two ways to stride in Broward. One you had mentioned was the strides your way. That's going to be where we encourage teams and participants and survivors to get with a few friends or family or neighbors that they know, staying socially distant, wearing their masks and walking in their neighborhood. Or if it's a business, taking a walk around their parking lot, whatever they can do on October 24th. And to kind of encourage them and motivate them because everybody likes a good competition. We told them, you know what, put on your pink costumes, pink outfits, get signs out there, do whatever you can do to celebrate. We want you to upload those pictures to our social media and we're going to have some contests. We're going to do best 
pink decorated outfit, best neighborhood walk showing the most pink spirit. And that's also to just get out the awareness. Mm -hmm. If we've got small groups walking in all different communities from the north to the south to the east to the west of the county, we're raising that awareness. And people may also see that and say, hey, what are you wearing pink for? They'll say pink strides and you can get involved still. You know, hey, it's the 24th, but guess what? Breast cancer goes 365 days a year. So that's one of the ways. But then we wanted to take it to another level. So we have added our pink car parade. It's on October 24th. So it's going to be a Saturday full of pink fun everywhere in the county. And we have worked with Hugh Taylor, Birch State Park in East Fort Lauderdale at 3109 East Sunrise Boulevard. And it's going to be a great location. They've been generous enough. It'll be almost a three-mile loop that our survivors, our participants, and our teams can drive through. We're going to have a staging area where they can decorate their cars, staying socially distant in the parking lot, of course, in whatever pink they choose to put on their cars, because of course, we'll have to have a competition for that as well. So there will be competition with judges located throughout the park to be judging those cars on not only their pink, but did they incorporate the mission? Did they somehow let people know the importance of don't forget to do your monthly self-breast exams? Don't forget to go for your annual mammogram, things like that to put on the car as well. And of course, we also want to acknowledge our hospital systems with everything they have been going through with the COVID-19 and how busy they have been hit at every angle. We do want to thank UM Sylvester Comprehensive Cancer Center, along with the Memorial Breast Cancer Center, our Cleveland Clinic of Florida, Marooney Cancer Center, and our Broward Health System. They have been awesome stepping up during this time. But we can't forget to mention, because we've all seen those pink plates out there, Auto Nation's going to be our grand marshal this year, so we thought it was perfect to have their pink wrap car out there. Craig Zinn Automotive is going to be our survivor sponsor, and they'll be out there with our national Zeta sorority girls cheering on those survivors. They'll pop their trunks and at a safe distance receive their survivor goodie bag. City Furniture has really kicked it into high gear. If you go into a City Furniture, Ashley Furniture, look for their pink pumpkin displays, and they are going to be doing those for businesses that contribute a donation. They'll be setting up those pink pumpkin displays. So we're so excited to have them on board. And one of our amazing sponsors throughout the American Cancer Society and almost any event we do is the JM family. So they'll be our Hope Garden sponsor, and we are very happy to have them back on board. And of course, we cannot forget Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. They're always amazing. They've been a huge sponsor of us for several years, and they are going to have some amazing prizes for our winner of the pink car parade, as well as the Stride Your Way pink costume outfit. So we're excited that even during this difficult time, our sponsors have found a way to step up and make it happen. And we also want to thank our national presenting sponsor, Avon. This is our third year we have worked with Avon and our new national presenting sponsor in cooperation with LG, H&H. They sponsor nationally, and we do so appreciate the both of them for helping us in our 2020 year of making Stride against breast cancer. The pink car parade is a great way for survivors to get out. Those who may still be going through treatment because the American Cancer Society says you're a survivor the day you're diagnosed and you choose to fight back, you are a survivor. So you might be going through treatment and maybe a neighborhood walk just isn't in it for you this year, but being in your car is a very safe way. And we're going to have Survivor Celebration Row. We're really looking forward to being able to go out there with our pink pom-poms and cheer them on.
We will start gathering at 8 a.m. As I mentioned, Auto Nation's one of our sponsors. They're going to be the Grand Marshal, so they're going to have one of their pink-wrapped cars ready to lead us off through the park of a five-mile-an-hour speed limit, as well as going out for those who choose that maybe they want to take a little drive down A1A cautiously and spreading the awareness. And again, having that mission on the cars helps us voice what we say is important. Even though COVID has happened, there are still safe ways to get your mammograms done and see your doctors, and we want to make sure people aren't afraid to go out and get that done. Right. And you don't want to wait. Right. Early detection is so important. And if I'll mention for those that are out there listening, well, how could I get involved in the pink car parade? How do I know when and where to get my car out there? Or how do I organize my neighborhood walk? Our website is www.makingstrides. That's with an S on the end of stride. Walk.org slash Broward FL. That's for Florida FL. And if you click on that, there'll be this nice button when you jump on there that says join this walk. And our website will walk you right through how to join. Once you've registered as a team, which by the way, it's free to register as a team, no financial cost to the person signing up, that would automatically register you for the pink car parade. If you happen to be a breast cancer survivor, there'll be a question in there asking you that if you are a survivor. And if you click that button, that automatically registers you as a survivor. We'll be emailing you something that you'll be putting on your car to indicate you're a survivor so that our cheer brigade out there will know to steer you off into the survivor celebration row. And it's basically the same way for the Strides Your Way. If you're choosing the neighborhood walk, once you've registered at a team, you'll be getting those emails. And some people say, well, what does it mean to be a team? A team is just getting together, fundraising what you can. We so know that in this time, fundraising is difficult. We've seen it throughout every organization. I've had people say, but I raised so much money last year and I don't think I can even raise a quarter of that. And I say, you know what, just by you talking to me today and signing up, a quarter of what you raised last year is a quarter more than what we had before we had this phone call. It's so <laughs> true. You know, the dollars yeah. add up. It makes a they huge really difference. Do. Now, is there a time frame on walking? Do you have the whole day? You have the whole day. You can walk 10 minutes. You can walk an hour. Heck, even if you wanted to get on a bike and do it, we'll take pictures of you riding the bike if you'd rather do that than walking. If you want to run, I have encouraged some restaurants on board. And of course, Saturdays, restaurants are open. We have a hair salon on board. They're back to, you know, haircutting. And I said, you know what? Get everybody together. Walk for a few minutes in the parking lot. Get those pictures celebrate what you've done as a team and then get back to work. So it's really strides your way, meaning just that. It's up to our teams to do it. And we're going to ask them to put those onto our social media. So they can reach out to us at Broward MSABC for Facebook or at Broward Strides. If you happen to be an Instagram fan, then you'll just tag us, put your team name in there, and we'll be doing that judging for those neighborhood walks. I am going to give you a tip that may help some folks and make it even more fun. I did a walk beginning of the month and I put together a Zoom party with one of my cousins and one of my friends. So we had one person in Indiana, one person in Philadelphia, one person in Florida, and we were chatting the whole time on Zoom and it made it go by. Right. And and so even if you can't walk with your friends locally, you can still Zoom with them. One of you on the east side of town, one on the west, whatever. 
Get your family involved, your friends involved, go international, take it global. Why not? And I had mentioned that to some companies because let's face it, a lot of companies just like us here in the Broward American Cancer Society office, we're working remotely. We're not in the office. So we had mentioned that and you can also do your Facebook lives. And we had also mentioned the Zoom. So I'm glad you brought that up as well. And get creative, put on that pink hula hoop with some suspenders and there you go. You're probably a good few feet apart once you get your hula hoop on. And grab a sign and put on it. Make sure you check them. There's all kinds of fun statements out there. You can walk around with it. If you hook in with one person that reads that and say, yeah, I was meaning to call my doctor to schedule that mammogram. And they actually follow through and do it. You spread the mission because the dollars are important. Spreading the mission is just as important. And when we spread the mission, it helps the dollars also come in. Right. So hashtag Broward Strides on Instagram at Broward Strides on Facebook at Broward M-S-A-B-C, which is for Making Strides Against Breast Cancer. The sign up again, would you give us the website? Making Strides, with that S at the end, walk.org slash Broward F-L. Have any questions on there? You know, our website is on there, so feel free to drop us a line. And if I even happen to be on the email box at that time, we'll get right back to you and we can help walk you through the process of registration if it's necessary. I see why you are the team specialist. (laughs) (laughs) No problem at all. I really love it. I'm passionate about it. I've obviously been affected with family members with breast cancer, but also with cancer in general, as you spoke about being on the website. I've been on there many times. My husband is an 11-year throat cancer survivor. I love hearing the word 11 years cancer-free. That's just awesome. Yes, it is. Wendy, Robin, thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Remember, when you're in your car, it doesn't matter if it's rain or shine, the car parade will go on. We'll put this up on our Facebook page so people can also go to at Easy 931 and just follow the links to get to registration and everything. Again, Thank you. Peter Rose, American Cancer Society Community Development Manager for the Southeast Region. I'm really glad that you're not letting COVID stop anything you're doing with the American Cancer Society. Well, thank you for your heart and your time, Ellen. We appreciate you giving us an extra megaphone for our voice. Thank you for how you're helping people. It goes both ways. <laughs> and thank you for listening to Easy's Community Focus this morning. I'm Ellen Jaffe. If you have questions about the program or would like to suggest a topic, you can email me at ellen at easy93.com. Tomorrow, quick reminder, is the first day of early voting. There are a number of state amendments on the ballot. Next week, I'll be welcoming attorney Melba Pearson, who's going to help us work through some of the language. Very often, these amendments on ballots can be written in a way that is confusing. In the meantime, if you go to our website, easy93.com, you will find a link to all the information about voting, the supervisor of elections offices, as well as those six state amendments, how they're written, what they mean, what it means if you vote yes, and what it means if you vote no. I urge you to please take a look at that before you go into the voting booth. Again, early voting underway as of tomorrow in Miami-Dade and Broward counties, and you can drop off your ballot if you were planning to mail in a ballot. There will be secure boxes at each early voting location to drop that off. Join us again next Sunday morning at 6.50 for a new edition of Easy's Community Focus. Have a great day. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. 
Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.